Hello, I'm Alan Watt. This is cutting through the matrix.com and .net uh, with a few more sites to be added. This is February the 16th, 2007. Hopefully, because of the troubles, when you realize that your sites can be pulled so quickly and easily, we have no power legal or otherwise over the system which has temporarily been given to us and that's how it must be viewed as a temporary thing years ago they talked about the information wars prior to giving the public the internet uh, this was all planned long 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 ago before Joe Public even knew that uh, computers would be on sale eventually to them. Brzezinski talked about this system of communication which would be made available to the public. Now if they made it, it compulsory to have a computer we'd be suspicious of their motives. And it wouldn't be hard for people then to start thinking for themselves and come to conclude, wait a minute here, what do they want us to put on these computers? Well, it's everything you have put on it, such as your banking, all your transactions, your purchases, and most of your life. In fact, some people put their whole lives on the computer, their personal lives. A dream that tyrants down through history could never have imagined And yet it's been, it's been made available to us because we think it's somehow not quite free, but we purchase it, so it's, it's of value and that we have something to do with it because we have a choice to purchase it or not. However, it's becoming evidently clear that a, apart from being a stepping stone towards a much larger system and a more nefarious system, we're going to be forced on computer governments have been pushing it and pushing it it's mandatory almost all children must have it or you're leaving them behind as they say they won't get the same indoctrination as everyone else and it's imperative that they all get the same world indoctrination for a world society it's also extremely difficult and, and not so cost effective to have to monitor everyone the old-fashioned way by collecting gossip through various institutions scattered throughout your society all masonically linked and going back to police stations where they gather all the gossip and trivia on everyone It's also, it takes a lot of manpower to monitor telephones, as they've done in the past. And even opening your mail was a big chore. And we know they did, and they still do open mail in certain post office departments. If your name's on a list, your mail is diverted to a certain place where they can take it out, read it, uh, reseal it in a brand new envelope, and give it the stamp of any country they wish and the date that was exposed by Peter Wright who worked for MI5 and MI6 in his book called Spycatcher so it's much much easier when we get on the internet and disclose everything thinking that we're free and, and little old me wouldn't be watched because I'm very good good meaning you follow every rule that's given to you you don't question anything you don't question the whys or why the rules are there or even who you are you're a composite if you're very good you'd have to be a composite of what you were supposed to be by the system's viewpoint which is someone who just watches sports or passes the time reading magazines or or watching soap operas or whatever else is dished out to you and your opinions are given to you that's a good citizen and that's a well-managed being
prior to the setting up of the League of Nations which transformed into the United Nations League itself, it should be explained League is a, a measurement It's a measurement, it's Masonic It's a League That's why they call them Leagues When they, Prior to setting up the first League of Nations which wasn't the first really itself it, it, it transformed into, from the concert of Vienna and different ones into the League of Nations promoted by the bigwigs of Europe they wanted a, a system that would run this coming society which they knew was coming since they were all working towards it plunderers always make sure that their offspring control the future he who controls the past controls the future and the present and so they're always looking making sure that their offspring will be well taken care of and still in command of the ship of planet earth therefore they saw, they had huge conferences in the 1800s and they saw that eventually the plunderers, the pirates would get to a stage they would, where they would have a world society borders would come down common currencies would come into view they'd have the three trading blocks as Karl Marx talked about under a supreme world government but they also planned to use the sciences to control vast populations of people it was not news to them way back then that most people who are good people and do all that they're told and trained to do it was no news to them that most generations float through their life reacting to the changes in their life that's out of sight of their control but they never figure out what's causing it or the fact that they're meant to be kept off balance it doesn't dawn on them and they die not knowing there were always some in previous generations amongst the elderly they could pass on wisdom but that sadly has declined drastically since the scientific techniques of indoctrinations especially through starting with schooling took over and programmed them from, from birth basically certainly from kindergarten a scientific technique which would give them fixed viewpoints on things so they would, they would come to conclusions if they were trying to figure it out and they'd follow uh, the paper chases that were laid out for them to follow all the books and so on to try and get to the bottom of things and they'd go round in circles because the paper chases were the oldest trick since education was given to the general public it was around the 1800s industrialized Europe where because of the factories which were blossoming at the time like weeds they had to get a basic education so that those who worked within the factories could follow basic guidelines and, and follow their jobs and take notes and write things down and all that kind of stuff so they gave them a very basic type of education prior to that teachers were almost nomadic they would travel countries through countries and individual families would hire them to teach their children they certainly had a much much better education because they were taught the classics and they were taught Latin and Greek so they could read original stuff going back for thousands of years in those languages and understand the nuances which are lost in translation and they could understand the ingenuity of 
ancient peoples as far as thought goes and philosophy went. Because it's all to do ultimately not just with controlling an individual yourself, but it's about controlling vast societies. When they gave the standardized education, and Masons will boast, their books will boast how they uh, championed international education to get this on the books. And once that was done, we got the lowest form of education possible. They then went into motion to lay false trails of information for those they knew would come along, who would try to figure out the system in which they were born. And masses of books would appear, especially in the 1800s onwards, to do with the mysteries. And it wasn't to expose those who control the mysteries, it was to fuzzy the trail and lead you off in a billion false directions, all fascinating, mind you. People love to be fascinated and they had very good storytellers. That's called the paper chase. You, you, you can buy books and books and books and books and go round and round in circles and still never figure it out. That's intentional. To further ensure that the masses again, the common masses, the commoners, the commoners are those who marry in common, their, their spouses are not picked for them for certain qualities of intellect or whatever, or even aggression. Uh, the commoners meet someone, their hormones take over, and in the old days they used to just get married when the obvious offspring would come along. That was standard, whereas the elite have their spouses picked for them matched up by a priesthood who keeps very, very long genealogies and they mate them up for specific qualities. When the League of Nations decided to use these scientific techniques of controlling minds of people using mainly the behavioralist theories because within psychology there are different movements there's a lot of psychology taught today and practiced today that's just new age mixed with shamanism and they charge big bucks when everything else has failed that's where you'd go however the study of humanity is a different thing with sociology and repeated experimentation with the behavioral sciences that's a different thing altogether when you understand how an individual will react in a certain circumstance and the paths and steps he will take and follow after this is particular experience you can pretty well study the next one and the next one if they all take the same path and go through the same emotions and, and come to the same conclusions, then you can apply that to whole populations. It's a, it's a fairly exact science used over and taken over long periods of study. And then it's implemented on the public. Honesty and openness was never ever going to be given in an upcoming system. In fact, the meetings that they had at the League of Nations viewed the populations of the world, the unenlightened masses, the profane, they viewed them almost like animals. Now remember, the League of Nations wasn't funded and put up there or elected by ordinary people. It, were, it was actually put up there to serve the interests of leading families who already owned countries. The same families who would have those countries warring with each other when need be to benefit themselves or a further agenda are the same families who ran the League of Nations, which became the United Nations. 
And being the hypocrites they are, they viewed the populations of the world, the commoners, as a problem. It's, it's quite amazing projection, how you can project the faults that you have onto other people. It's very psychopathic when it's taken to this extreme. So rather than say, well, we'll do away with all of these big families that cause the wars, uh, they turned around and said, well, no, we'll, we'll manipulate the minds scientifically of all of the populations. Then we won't have all of these problems anymore. Science has been used with tremendous effect for mind control purposes. And yet the mind control which people are under, they think, is the natural system, simply because everyone else is under it. And they compare themselves with regards to normalcy by bouncing their opinions off their neighbors and their friends. When they get the same echoes back, like a radar, they think, well, I must be normal, I think the same things. You could train people to believe the earth is a cube and you could give them a billion scientific reasons as to why and rationalize it and redefine gravity working on every side and after a population or so one generation of the population and propaganda and fake photographs people would believe it there's no big big deal to lying to the public on a huge scale in fact it's easier than lying to a few people when the general public believe they're living in a reality and they think they have a functioning brain it's much easier to fool them all H.G. Wells who was a real propagandist for the crown of, of England who hated the commoners himself even though he technically was from them he was from a fallen middle class family the father was an alcoholic his mother was a, a housemaid for a, an aristocratic family and he was brought up in the home his mother worked he had access to the books and the libraries he liked the lifestyle and he craved that lifestyle so badly of the aristocracy he sold completely out to try try and become one World War One was necessary to bring a kick off the whole globalist movement because for the first time they had a world war initially they called it the great war grand the great it's all masonic you see like the grand lodge whenever you hear that word to a person like alexander or a war you know it's a freemasonic much higher level freemasonic part of a plan eventually changed it to the world war because they followed it with a second the great war had propagandists on all sides working for it what was unusual was that the king of England was really at war, supposedly, or apparently, uh, with his cousin in Germany. They looked almost identical. When you see the old posters for recruitment, your country needs you, or your king needs you. Yet when you dig further back to the memoirs of the diplomats of that era, you'll find in some of them they disclosed the fact that the two kings got together at one point 
and talked about combining the peoples to take over the world the Anglo-Saxon Germanic stuff you see and in World War I because the King of England's family was they still had a German name because they were German and Prussian their advisors thought it better to change their name to Windsor the name of a castle and actually it goes back to a Tudor name which they adopted to make it more palatable to the public rather than have them off to fight the nasty Hun as they said and that was Kipling who used that title he also worked for the British government as a propagandist along with Wells so Kipling came up with the Hun the nasty Hun to dehumanize the enemy while H.G. Wells tried to get the youth involved working towards a much bigger agenda which they would not understand and he called it the war to end all wars it sounded wonderful you see to the youth youth see things very simply in black and white they don't know they haven't lived long enough to experience the hypocrisy and the lies which governments indulge with in all the time and so they see justice and injustice and that therefore they're so easily manipulated by very old people who understand these things so there we have the nasty Hun from Kipling and we had the war to end all wars which was a big lie too and a whole bunch of stage theatre came out to do with the, the military and military families and and they used a white feather to show a coward you see who wouldn't go off and fight and Wells and others encouraged the women to wear them in their hats if their fiancés or boyfriends refused to go off and march into battle standing up into hails of machine gun fire and it takes a lot of training to knock out the common sense in people to make them do that but that's what military is for it's a uniform, one form there is no more individuality once you put on a uniform they drill it into you so deception was agreed upon was a normal method of controlling and guiding vast populations the elite saw nothing wrong with this they never did the people who helped manage them all all their workers see nothing wrong with it because they see the, the general population as children they're just children and you tell children all they need to know back to the information wars there's no war going on with information it's more of a rout because prior to even the beginning of the Cold War agencies were set up to handle intelligence and counterintelligence and propaganda to manage the minds of the public to manage those who weren't quite happy with the reasons given for the way of things and who would start looking for answers and so they were supplied by departments and sub-departments and compartmentalized departments of intelligence agencies leaders are supplied to keep you busy and help you vent off steam venting off steam doesn't change anything
it gives the appearance of something happening but it doesn't change anything ultimately you're bombarded with information and disinformation and just like the mainstream media most of it is really trivia because so much information has been made available to the public about bills and who's passing a bill or putting a bill in or introducing bills, bills, bills who is Bill anyway? Eh? very popular guy in other words laws and it doesn't matter who's introducing what uh, members of parliaments and governments are picked long before the public even hear their names they're picked to be there they're proven worthy as the masons say they can keep their mouth shut and do what they're told and it wouldn't matter if this guy or that guy was picked to, to introduce any bill faces are irrelevant and so are the names none of them would act by themselves none of them they would be brought down if they had an idea of their own so they're told what to do and you'll find you're bombarded with disinformation some information and repetition of, of the mainstream on what claims to be opposition radios etc this is what they meant by the information wars people still think of wars like countries with flags and two sides facing each other it's nothing like that at all the war is within what you see as your own side that's governed too it's managed we have so much information made available to us which can be verified that the people of today who are trying to wake up or even think they've woken up will just come to the conclusion that they are the best informed slaves who ever existed there's never been a time when you can find out so much information to bring you to that conclusion we're the best informed slaves that ever existed and I liken it to rats in a cage in a laboratory where one day the rats get up early in the morning before the technicians come in and the white coated scientists and they discuss what, well, what they're going to do to us today are they, are they going to stick these things in our brains and shock us uh, will they snip bits out of our bodies uh, will they drop us from great heights then weigh us and dissect us uh, what will they do and, and you see that's that's what the people are left with in the patriot movement they vent steam off but it's just going around in circles is, is, is what will they do to us next until you're in a living nightmare of apprehension and you're brought to a complete standstill through fear and terror which is meant to immobilize you you can be immobilized and still walk through life your mind has been immobilized that's what fear is meant to do counterintelligence apart from mixing fact with fiction to discredit the truth, the fact is also designed to immobilize people to render them harmless, to put them out of action so that there is no action standard old techniques used to the same extreme today when you know you're being terrified constantly 
by someone you think you're following you should question the motives there are also those who do not understand who think they're leading that until they, they get clear as to what they're trying to keep and hold on to then they won't know what they're fighting or why you can't fight to keep a system that was not yours in the first place it's a foreign alien system you might say it didn't just develop down through the ages spontaneously willy nilly it was guided and predicted that's why you know nothing happens by chance at the top anything happening by chance would mean that the elite would lose control and that's never been the case they do not lose control because they don't leave things to chance that's smart power getting back to the information wars and now knowing that behind everything there's a very good reason which is given to the public and then there is the real reason never forget that never forget that before I start off this little reading part here I'd like to say that I got up this morning and it was a nice, nice morning sun was shining it was getting warm in fact it went above freezing and then as the morning rolled on in came the aircraft and left all those chemical clouds long trails all kinds which I'm giving names to now because there's different designs you'll notice there's a little zigzaggy ones they stretch across the sky like a drunken man's stagger there's the herringbone ones that go across with the spaced blobs coming down from the mainstream then you have the, the real polymer mushy ones that have no defined outline and this morning I saw them all what a mess they made all across the sky And that's a real downer, of course, because you realize with the agendas as they are, and the fact they have began to teach young children in school that this is the new normal, you become to understand that this is intergenerational. They're going to keep this up. Interestingly enough, in the movies like Blade Runner, in the background, of most of the shots outside it was always raining it was dull and always raining so predictive programming can take many forms often just with the background 
to condition you to something. What's behind this, apart from the rubbish about preventing global warming? We know when they're spraying, the, warm, the warming process speeds up. Just watching it for the last few years, personally, it can show you that. It's, it was begun under, never mind the long-term planning it took, officially it begun with the Open Sky Treaty. The Open Sky Treaty to the public, again, a very good reason is presented. It was put forth as a way for other countries after the Cold War to monitor each other by observation flyovers. That's the good reason they give you. However, the reasons they go into don't make sense. For instance, to, to see if military establishments are being built, facilities to launch missiles, etc., and all of that stuff. Now, they have more hardware floating around in space than probably all the metals that were used in previous societies for all their wars they have more satellites out there that can see the brand of chewing gum you're opening and not these fuzzy pictures they show you during Gulf War 1 or 2 they can pinpoint things exactly and cloud covers nothing because they use infrared and different methods of seeing through all of this stuff they can even see into the ground uh, scientific papers in the past have boasted about this in detail yet they want flyovers you see so here's the good reason for the public thinking is to keep us safe to make sure we're all as the pirates and the masons say above board nothing is going on by subterfuge And there's a whole bunch of legalities that would, you'd have to read it. It's, it's so amazing to see that the, the lawyer speak, you know, the lie speak, that they go into and screeds and screeds of stuff where foreign pilots can come in and fly your aircraft, even military aircraft, over your territory. And if they can't do it, they can get some other country next to you to do it for them. And, and on and on it goes. Very, very important project. We too important in fact for simple observation which as I say by aircraft is obsolete technically they don't need it anymore they have satellites to do all of that but here's the, the very good reason they give us and this is from the US government and from the Open Skies Consultative Commission. This is the, the shorter blurb, the, the non-legalistic blurb they give you. You can go into all the legal stuff if you're really interested and if you like all that kind of stuff. Personally, it bores me. As the party to the first party and the second party agree to the third party, etc., etc. All these parties all over the place no wonder they get nothing done the Open Skies Consultative Committee is supported by the Forum for Security Cooperation Support Unit in the OSCE Secretariat the central focus of the committee is to discuss all questions relating to compliance with the treaty's provisions Treaty on Open Skies the Treaty on Open Skies was signed on 24th of March 1992 in Helsinki, Finland. Now, you can all go into the Helsinki Agreement and all that kind of stuff. That's, you'll notice, where most presidents and prime ministers go. It's the first big major meeting they had for is the Helsinki meeting that's held every year. It entered into force on the 1st of January 2002 
that's not true either they've changed that because I have a memory I remember them publishing this in the newspapers in Canada back in the 90s it says following ratification by 20 countries the treaty which is designed to promote openness and transparency in military activities established a regime of observation flights over the territory of its signatories signatories are allowed to conduct observation flights using unarmed you, can, you could really play around forever today with unarmed because you'd have screeds of legalities just in there uh, depending on how you define arms with high tech etc fixed wing aircraft to gather information about the military forces and activities of other states parties from Vancouver to Vladivostok the treaty also envisages now this is the little clause that's the real reason this is a little clause that is the real reason not the camouflage the treaty also envisages the possible extension of the open skies regime to additional areas they always do get the law in the books then expand it you see to the real purpose to additional areas such as crisis management and protection of environment that's the real reason now you can read all the rest of the additional stuff and the legalities and the yada 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 and all the nonsense all the masses of camouflage because that little paragraph here is a real reason not the very good reason but the real reason for the open sky treaty The treaty also envisages the possible extension, possible extension, eh? Envisage, envisages to see ahead, you see, the possible extension of the open skies regime, regime, military term, regiment, regime, to additional areas such as crisis management and protection of environment. Now, that tells you why would something to do with military establishments and, and nuclear weaponry etc why would they have to go into crisis management and protection of environment protection not observation but protection of environment and below it has treaty members there are more joining all the time because this is happening on a world scale and when you see the amount of stuff that's sprayed daily pretty well over your own head you realize this is drifting for hundreds and hundreds of miles and sometimes thousands of miles to other countries that ultimately no one can stay away from it however these are the main treaty members and they will see the spraying over their heads which has nothing to do obviously with observation these aren't con trails, condensation trails condensation trails as an aircraft comes across the horizon you'll see it a few hand spans behind the craft you'll see the tail of the condensation disappearing as moisture would have to it can't sit there forever like a big icicle in the atmosphere it dissipates into the dry air and disappears the ones we see are not condensation or chemical and remember what I just read the treaty also envisages the possible extension of the open skies regime to additional areas such as crisis management and protection of environment the treaty's 35 states parties are Belarus, Belgium Bosnia and Herzegovina Bulgaria Canada, Croatia the Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Finland, France, Georgia, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Iceland, Italy, the Kriegs Republic, Latvia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Poland, Portugal, Romania, the Russian Federation, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Sweden, Turkey, Ukraine, 
United Kingdom and the United States of America. Several other states have declared their intent to accede. So, the real intent of the Open Skies Treaty was simply to deal with a threat from out there, the environment, the environment, you see. But it's also to do with controlling people, crisis management. Remember, this is a United Nations effort. And the World Health Organization that's part of the United Nations already, years ago, talked about lacing certain water supplies with tranquilizers to calm people who might just want to get rather nasty if their country was being taken over. That's on record. And people have been noticing the effects of the heavy spraying, sometimes on themselves and on people around them. In the summer, you will see people who are like doped, doped patients in a, in a psychiatric hospital wandering in out of stores the same blank expression slow even the, the, the owners of the stores or the people who work there are, you ask for something simple and you, you'd think you just ask them to, to explain Euclid's theories on mathematics it's beyond normal it's beyond simply a hot summer's day especially when they're inside so I think they're using chemicals for multi-purposes here but de definitely if you understand how an elite work in their headspace you would use every weapon at your disposal on the general public if your plan is to take that same public through the biggest transition phase from one complete lifestyle to another you don't want them thinking about things you don't want their minds to be active you want to avoid people complaining forming groups and all that kind of stuff so you you would use everything in your arsenal to keep them dumb and stupid. And I know there are people out there who would never believe that that would be done to them by this group at the top. That they have been brought up to believe, exist on some kind of totally selfless motivation to help others that's why they're there these unseen bureaucracies and levels of super government they're all altruistic somehow they come out of different wombs than anyone else therefore they don't have any nasty impulses they're just there because they're servants of some kind you don't elect any of them they're just some kind of special servant that maybe God elects I don't know or appoints and they'd never believe that this could be done to them that's their conditioning complete, complete conditioning because to break through into the realization that nothing is as it seems would probably take a, a nervous breakdown for most of them to come through that or at least a, a severe crash through the system where they find out that all of the the social services the safety nets all the things they tell you are there to help you when you need them don't really exist as such 
at least it's a, a very, very different system altogether if you have to fall into the net. Some people are born with the ability to see through. Many are caught at school and stuck on drugs such as Ritalin. But most of the people who get hypnotized every night by television will never come to that conclusion. You can't live in both worlds and retain your clarity or your sanity. Television is the biggest tool they've ever given the public apart from inoculations which certainly do attack the brain we see that with the with all of the problems with autism and the subdivisions thereof we see it in today's people who have short term memory they have low concentration we're definitely far, far weaker physically than people off even a couple of generations ago. We've been re-engineered, which is another reason they went for the food and kept it secret from the public while well, they tested it on the public by agreements with governments such as Canada who admitted, yeah, they made secret agreements with the big ones like Monsanto secret agreements with your food the most basic thing you can have you are what you eat so they say it certainly didn't make food any cheaper or better so why did they use such immense brain power in science and mix hundreds of genes together to make one brand new stock of corn you'll be the last to know because the real world and the real ones who run this world will never tell you truths it's done by deception in a sense it's done by a form of diplomacy diplomacy is a way of getting what you want often without other person even figuring out how how you give them how that you give up what other wants it's a chess game huge departments work just on the wording of documents to give the general public one view which will be peddled to them by media while the insiders can read it another way so legally they didn't lie to you they just worded it in such a way you'll take the exoteric meaning and think no further especially if some person on television that you're, that's very popular some mainstream news anchor person tells you what you're supposed to think you'll, you won't question it any further you won't check in yourself that's how simply this stuff is peddled into our minds the open skies treaty was decided generations ago H.G. Wells talked about the police of the world the, the, the new freemasonry of the air uh, scientists who would spray over hostile territories and gases and different things would affect the minds of those below and render them silly and stupid and helpless in the shape of things to come the new freemasonry of the air the air police H.G. Wells was no genius he simply was given files of info from professors 
at Oxford and Cambridge. Predictive programming, and his job was to write stories around them, which would implant the, the intent in your mind through a fiction which you would enjoy. And they certainly were enjoyable. He also belonged to the Fabian Society, a founding member. There was steeped in eugenics, a society that believed that the sciences should have the right to dictate to the public of the world how to live, what your purpose in life was, how many of of you there should be. Your betters, your intellectual betters should decide for you. That really was what was behind them. They all believed they were superior. And that the Fabian was taken from the emperor, Fabian the Roman, or the general, who would, would plan strategies years and years ahead of actual events. And by slow, incremental implementation of certain things, he would achieve his goal unnoticed by those who were being taken over the Fabian way and that's what's been happening and it wasn't invented by the Fabian society it was already on the go prior to that when you look at the main characters who alter our mindsets primarily through fiction that sell way better than any dry, factual book. Fiction appeals to the public. We have an imagination. The image is within. Image, you see. And they supply the images, which people then worship. And when you worship something, you try and emulate it. Predictive programming. The world we live in is not a hallucination, it's an illusion which is a distortion of reality. Distortion. It's not difficult to understand how it's been manipulated up until this point when you realize the the sciences of human behavior were understood thousands of years ago and the knowledge was never lost. The milestones of life are understood and because of that you can be pretty well guaranteed that people 25 and under or maybe even 30 and under are definitely preoccupied with hormonal drives. It's prime in their minds, an instinct which they must obey. So they're out of the running. They're very easily used, of course, because they have more open minds. They can put the image in imagination. They use imagination more. And you can predict that which will set there for the rest of their lives through fiction, ideas, etc., which will carry to their death never realizing how it got there like a virus put in by a program on your computer it works very well Wells wasn't the only one in the 40s and 50s that gave us other authors science fiction who made us all excited about space travel even now an incredible tiny minority ever get the to travel in space or ever would get to travel in space and it certainly would be, wouldn't be as exciting as Star Trek or, or any of the, the novels that people have gobbled, gobbled up over their lifetimes we have a, a pioneering spirit within us for adventure and because of that those who understand it supply and download into us the predictive programming 
It never occurs to us why we should be spending billions of bucks throwing junk into space to, to begin with. When there's so much to be done, done on earth here, uh, where the money that comes from our labor should go towards. We take for granted, though, it's a, a kind of norm. Yet NASA and these big companies, these highly secretive organizations, whose real job has nothing to do with what they tell you, it's to do with putting up hardware which will ultimately monitor every individual worldwide and control them. But we don't question it. We're given the fascinating stuff that, that intrigues us and made to almost wish we were up there too, you see. Doing exciting things will you be bored out your mind, cramped in a little place, going round and round the earth. And having to get out once in a while and fix some other piece of military hardware, which is the other function of the space shuttles, the real purpose, maintenance of these military machines. And all of that came into being with the farce of the Cold War, which they called the arms race. Great con it was where governments in the West said, oh, look at that big nasty bear over there, the Russian. They're, they're miles ahead of us. The same technique they used in World War II when they claimed that Britain had no aircraft and the Germans had, oh, thousands of them. Same con, same con. And it worked so well. Oh, they're going to blow you up. And they showed you all these movies of U.S. nuclear weapons going off and houses getting blown away in the desert. At the same time telling you that hiding under your table would save you. There's your dialectic in motion, the helplessness of it all. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful con trick which works. And so they kept saying, oh gee whiz, these Russians have got all these missiles, way more than we've got. And then the government's taxed and taxed and taxed. And he says, well, I guess they have to just keep us safe. But all that stuff had nothing to do with weaponry, as we thought it was. It was to do with the advancement of sciences which would be used down the road after they declared it was the Cold War was over, there was a thaw, and would all be monitored and controlled by high tech. That's what the purpose was, research and development unlimited financing the scientists of the Soviet Union and the western countries met every year the top scientists and discussed that it was in the newspapers why would you do that if they said that the winner of the cold war would be those who had the best most advanced sciences well you'd never allow them to mix would you till you realize it's all a con and we're both sharing the same information. The Russians worked because they had to work hard in research and development. Everybody worked towards something they believed in. That's how you con peoples and populations. The West simply used it as an excuse to get billions and billions and billions, trillions actually, of dollars into special projects which are now coming into fruition openly and being used and a lot of it yeah, hasn't been used on the public that's still to come so all that stuff had nothing to do with building all these weapons when we had enough weaponry supposedly to blow the world up uh, oh, hundreds of times over they declared the money went into a system a worldwide network that would be used to control the populations of the world because it was the populations of the planet not the leaders but the populations that had to be brought under a common system and controlled 
and that's what the real intent of the Cold War was. So I'll leave you all to do your homework on the Open Skies Treaty. Look into the OSCE, the OSCC, and all the related documents, and ask yourself if this makes sense to you. Compare it to what your eyes can see on most days if you look up. And as I said, remember, everything that's presented to the public, for everything there must be a very good reason. And then there is the real reason. It's not for us to be given truths. just good excuses from me and Hamish it's good night and may your God or gods go with you